Welcome to the Conversation of Money podcast. I'm your host, Peter Komalafe, and you've guessed it, this is where we talk about money. And it is my mission to empower you, to help you make the best financial decisions possible. Why? Because money is a tool, life is for living. Let's go. All right, everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome. Monday morning again. Um, Welcome back to the Conversation of Money podcast. Um, I've not had a guest on the show for a minute. It's just been me, obviously, just talking to you guys about finances and cryptocurrencies and the crypto markets and four billion pound exit scams and all this kind of stuff. And a few weeks ago, I had a conversation for my other podcast that's happened to Extraordinary Podcast. And we had a guest where I was like, we've not covered this conversation yet on this podcast. And we are, I think, 85 or something episodes in right now. And it is an important topic to cover, but we've never, ever covered it. And I think mainly because my expertise don't really lend itself to this, but I do have someone who has some serious skills and expertise in this. So we're going to be talking about money and relationships because those two things often don't meet. They can be very, very awkward to um, address. And it's just a, a subject of contention and discomfort a lot of the time. This person who I've got as a guest today, actually, I'm going to let her introduce herself because I, I feel like I'm going to do her a disservice. Um, so Justine and Flama, welcome to the show. It's, I'm so excited to have you on after the conversation we had for the other podcast. I can't, I can't wait for this one. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much, Peter. I'm so excited to be on the podcast. So yeah, I'm Justine Fulama. I am, oh my God, where do I start? I am 32 years old. I'm from Dusseldorf, Germany, and I'm currently a digital nomad traveling through South America. And I do not speak Spanish, <laughs> but um, yeah, the topic that I I have expertise in is a dating and relationship. Um, I'm a dating and relationship blogger and coach, and I have been dabbling into the dating and relationship scene. It seems like forever. <laughs> with a lot of um, failure and no success, but then professionally um, for the past four years, I want to say since 2017, when I started my humble blog, trying to understand these men <laughs> and then <laughs> while doing all the research, um, yeah, learning a lot about what I'm doing wrong, what others are doing wrong and how we all can start dating better, have better relationships and yeah, make love, make love a, a real thing. Make love uh, an attainable and enjoyable thing. Absolutely. And I think there's one thing, like the relationship, it's so hard sometimes to gauge, okay, at what point should you have a conversation about your money? How much mm-hmm. do you earn? And there's this whole weird thing going on right now. And I'm sure you've noticed it on social media, on TikTok. And I'm going to mention the name right now. And I actually got mistaken for this guy and I got trolled on YouTube. (laughs) Oh no, I know. Yeah. And literally I went to bed one morning and I had a ton of texts, a ton of emails saying there's this video where this person on, on social media who obviously didn't like this guy basically got my images and everything like that. And was saying, Oh, he must've had a, he's changed his, uh, he's changed roles. Now he's now pretending to be this guy, i.e me and i had so much abuse because people thought that i was this guy the guy if you if you are on tiktok and you're on youtube and you've been following social media you may have heard of him kevin samuels very very outspoken guy now i don't (laughs) think that i look anything like him but apparently people i can see it 
Really? No, I can see it. <laughs> what, is it the glasses? I don't get it. It's I don't... just the glasses. For sure. <laughs> it's just the glasses. Maybe if you have a suit on, mm-hmm. that could that could be what gives it away. But I can see it, but I do not even want to imagine what the trolling must have been like because I am not a fan. I've said it plenty of times. <sighs> and um, I think he is part of the problem. Mm-hmm. I don't think he means to be part of the problem. I think he is very smart in using it as as a way to fuel his you know his business um however um he is a very strong right when it comes to men and then there is the opposite side which is the hypergamy women's side that is a very strong left and i Mm -hmm. dislike just as much so um yeah, Kevin Samuels, um, not a great person to be compared to. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, well, should I be offended by this or should I be flattered by this? And in the end, because it went on for, for a large part of like a day and I, you know, I found out about this like seven o'clock in the morning. My phone was going nuts. Oh, my God. Um, and in the end, I managed to jump on a YouTube channel and he came on as well. And I was like, OK, I, I didn't know who he was, but I did come across his uh, his TikTok video at the time where he was like, I can't remember what he was saying. You're, you're a, what did he say? You're a five at best. It was that viral one that he said. And I was like, oh, I get, no, this you're, is the, dude. Mm-hmm. you're the dude that they, that, that they think that I look like. But anyway, what we want to try and do <laughs> in this one is not go left, but not go right. Try and find that middle right. place because and, and actually awesome. try and be as constructive as possible. And I guess I'm awesome. going to open up with this first question. Mm-hmm. From your experience working in the dating and doing some dating coaching with people, how difficult do you feel or have you found people find having that conversation about money in a relationship, relationship context? Is it, is it a difficult thing? Do people struggle with it or people just like, eh, it's okay. We can open up and be, be open about this kind of stuff. Yeah. So I actually find, and, and, all these questions that you're asking me, it's something I've never even thought about, right? So mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm being caught off guard. However, I actually have to say, I do believe that women have an easier time with that conversation because in general or society-wise, we don't feel as, um, as I, like our identity isn't as connected to money mm-hmm. and to success. Um, and then just the perspective that I hold in the dating and relationship space is a perspective of don't, don't use money and success in order to get the man. Right. So the, the people who I respond to, um, so I believe we have an easier time. However, I can, I, I always love to, to be very real and share from my own experience is that, um, I have a hard time talking about money in my relationship when I feel like I am not meeting the, the invisible bar, Mm. when I feel like I am not, it's part of this good enough idea. I am Mm. not doing what I should be doing in my whole life as, as in my life as a whole. And now I feel like I'm failing, right? Because I can't afford something that I know my partner can't afford or that I can't, can't show up the way I would like to show up. Mm. Um, so I do believe like if money is a part of insecurity, then for women, it becomes a problem to have that conversation. But if they are very secure in money, saying a very secure, regular job that they love, then it's very easy for them to bring it up. Do you think there is a right time to actually have a conversation about it, though? 
Mm -hmm. I do think that the money conversation is something you have to have before you go to the step of considering marriage. Mm -hmm. I do believe we all have heard or seen the study where it says that finances and money is one of the biggest reasons why divorces happen, right? So I 100% believe you have to have this conversation. And coming from an African background, I know that a lot of us, like our parents didn't know how to have these conversations with us. So a lot of us don't understand what goes into financial wisdom, financial Mm -hmm. wealth and health. So we all have this idea, okay, I saved the way my parents saved. And then this other person has a different way of approaching it. And what you want to do is you want to have the conversation to make sure once you start a life together, you are fine with how the other person spends and saves their money, and they're fine with how you spend and save your money. However, in relationships, I do believe that a lot of people avoid the topic because they are scared that it's going to turn off the other person, either because yeah. they make too much or they make too little. For women, right, once they, they, uh, they earn a lot of money, they are worried that it's gonna the other person's gonna be intimidated. And for men, if they make too much money, they're scared that the girl is only gonna date them because they want the money. So it's definitely a very tricky subject. Yeah, you know what? I I, I find it a really fascinating uh thing to pay attention to and listen to because I can see the mm-hmm. argument on both sides of the arena. Because you do have the likes of Kevin Samuel talking about, you know, a high value man and all this nonsense about you know a woman's place and all that kind of stuff i think he's very very much 1950s 1960s archaic in his thinking in that way but i can see from a man's point of view okay if i earn a load of money and i make a load of money then maybe women only want me because of the money when i can see it from the opposite side and have seen it where i know um a a number of of women who do very very well and if they Mm -hmm. have a conversation with any prospective partner about how much they earn, the man feels almost emasculated to the fact that she earns more than him. And mm-hmm. I think those conversations are important to have. But I guess, how do you actually approach that conversation in an open, considerate way that mm-hmm. doesn't make one person feel the way they would naturally feel because of, mm-hmm. I guess, social media and culture, really? Yeah. So I think that's, that's a good one. The social media and culture to bring that in. Um, One thing my boyfriend and I do is we are both very interested in the subject. I think that's why we bonded. He loves talking about dating and relationship and we have been discussing and arguing about these things for months, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, we like to, to look at other people's point of views as they're sharing them, like memes, quotes, anything out there on Instagram. And then we, literally go back and forth in the DMs. What do you think? Is she right? Is she wrong? Right? Um, Because that shows you more and more of how the other person might be thinking, right? If you're very scared to bring up the topic, like straight, straight ahead, then use, use the medium that you have. Use Instagram, use a YouTube video, use, um, there's so many things nowadays, right? For our culture, especially black people, where Mm -hmm. you can gauge somebody's, um, somebody's thinking about the topic that you can use to your favor. Um, And then one thing I also always say is talk about subjects when you're excited about them. Mm. Don't Mm. use, don't talk about subjects when you're 
really like, oh my God, I just like, for him, for example, it's investments. He loves investing. So obviously- oh, he, a- and I should, he and I should get on the phone and just talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he would love that. He loves investing and he loves listening to people like you and others who help people invest. Um, so, you know, like for him, it's great. It's, it's, it's great to share how he invests and how he thinks about money and what he thinks money should be doing for him. Why for me, for example, I'm an experience-based person. So I don't really like, I live in the present. I don't really put mm-hmm. a lot of effort into my savings. <laughs> so that's how you can tell. And, and don't be afraid to butt heads. Like I said before, there are 7 billion people in the world <laughs> and none of them thinks the exact same way in any topic as you. So don't be afraid to butt heads and then come to a common ground of, okay, this is what is important for me. And this is what is important for you, but neither is better or worse. Mm. You know, you, you've mentioned something really important there, common ground, mm-hmm. common ground being a really important thing. I observe these kind of conversations, or at least the conversations that happen on social media right now around money and relationships and the value of, 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 of money in a relationship. I'm quite curious. And like, mm-hmm. maybe I'm saying this because I'm a little bit older now. So I have a little bit of life experience. I'm yeah. not kind of like <laughs> the old me where it was all about, you know, earn this much and, and do all this kind of stuff. Right. But I think one thing that I often find missing in any interaction when I when I come across this, and I think I know why, and I will be interested to hear your thoughts, is that mm-hmm. the money takes the, the forefront a lot of the time, right? Right. But behind it all, I'm like, okay, but what about, like, you're not marrying someone for money. What about the person? What about aspirations? What about joint right. goals? Okay, now you mm-hmm. might need money for those joint goals, but actually the money's at the forefront of that but what about the person? You need to find the person that matches your aspirations, your mm-hmm. goals, the money you can sort out later on. I'm right. interested, what, what do you think of that? Because I, I, I don't know, I just feel as though money just takes so much precedent and it's the focus of everything. And I'm just like, that isn't it. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, that is something that definitely, I'm glad you bring up because you're a man and I, I love hearing that perspective because I find that, Oh, okay. Oh, there's so much to unpack here. But one thing is that I feel like, like I said before, um, women, we are not very taught. We are not taught that money and success is what makes us a good woman, high value mm-hmm. woman. That's probably the only place where I kind of agree with Kevin Samuels, right? In the idea mm-hmm. of men will not necessarily say, wow, she makes six figures. That is so attractive. It it would be be part of the package because if you make six figures, a lot of the times it says something about your work ethic, your persistence, your, you know, your mindset. Mm -hmm. Um, But men, on the other hand, I feel like a lot of times find their enoughness, their worthiness in the money and in the success that they have been able, the status that they have been able to achieve. Right. Um, but I heard something so great the other day and I immediately thought of this podcast (laughs) that was that a woman going up to a man in a bar and saying, you should find me attractive because I make six figures. It's the same as a man driving up to a woman saying, I'm in a Ferrari. You should love me. Mm. We think the thing that it's this idea of, we, we think 
we want the other person to think what we think makes us in, in attractive to them to find the same thing attractive to us, mm -hmm. but that's not how it works. And a lot of times that's the problem is that we think money is the one thing that uh, we put our identity in, we project our worthiness in, onto, and now it has to serve us as this for everybody, right? Everybody needs to love us because we have put in so much work and um, effort to get here. And then the other person doesn't see it. And the problem is because the reality is living with someone day in, day out, the money will not make a difference. I understand. I'm not here to argue that money can buy happiness, can buy a lot of things that bring you happiness. So it can. But at the same time, when you're sitting on a $10,000 couch in your living room and you're not having a conversation to the person next to you, does the $10,000 couch make a difference? Mm -hmm. Yeah, very, very right? true. Yeah. And I feel like we have lost it. And obviously we're both people of color. We are both black. I feel like unfortunately in the black community, it has become very loud. This idea that women are, they are requiring men to make more money so that they're worthy of them. And then men saying, oh, I should be, the best of all because I make more money. It's because I think as people of color, finally we've found ways to get to money, right? Through different endeavors. So because it has been such a struggle for years and decades for us to get there, now we want everybody to see it, including the person that we desire romantically. Um, and I think that's really not serving us. That's a really, really, really good point. That's a really, really good point. Mm -hmm. And I wonder, and okay, so here's a question for you because I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Yeah. In my career, I've worked through different kind of like social economic groups. And I always find that the way people perceive money is very, very different. Very, very mm -hmm. different. And based oh, yeah. on what you just said there, <laughs> particularly within the black community and stuff like that, I mean, I, I can speak from my own experience, you know, our household, we were poor as anything. So, mm -hmm. and, but, but even with that, but even with that, I'm the youngest of four boys. I remember my dad used to say to my oh, brothers. Oh, wow, boys only. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember my dad used to say to my older brothers when they were dating, like, you, you're not going to marry a girl from a lower social class. And we weren't even in the top. We were kind of like, I don't mm -hmm. know. <clears throat> scraping into the middle class if mm -hmm. we could even consider ourselves that I mean we had periods of time where my dad did really well periods of time where he did horribly well mm -hmm. and I wonder because that now that now that you say that that was rooted in the idea of you mm -hmm. need to you need to move that social class yes. upwards and money becomes really important to that mm -hmm. how much do you think the culture and past experience and social economic group has to do with the dichotomy of relationships and money and how it interfaces oh yeah I, everything every little thing and it's funny because i was listening to one of my favorite financial podcasts this morning brown ambition <laughs> and um they had a latina on there um this lady was saying how in the latin community you hear the phrase a lot you represent your family. Don't bring this on your family name. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the same thing. It's the idea that you, the person you're going to marry represents you. So like your dad said, is it's the idea of if you're marrying under your class, if we can even have that word still, 
you are inviting someone into your life that represents you that an image that you don't want out there. Mm. Right. And, and I totally get it because at the end of the day, that's what humanity has always been about. Women have always dated to get into a better social class. That's why all these princess stories are so, mm-hmm. um, so popular. And men have always dated to get a more beautiful woman than they think they are. Mm-hmm. It's not even, it's not a secret. Men have always dated the woman that they perceive to be it. Because that to them is the representation they want out there. Look, I got this hot chick. And the woman wants to be able to say, look, I got this rich guy. So I think that is, is a big, 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 um, not problem, but it's a big thing in the, in the black and, um, in the colored communities is that we finally want to be able to show of what we have achieved. And the best way to do that is by marrying someone who is better or marrying someone who shows everybody that I was able to get this because of where I am in life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and you just referencing, you know, the Disney stories that we all watch as kids, mm-hmm. that all completely makes sense in this context. And- all the women are always either they are orphans or they are, um, they're poor. There is always, the men is always saving them in the idea that they are able to, to be part of a class that normally they would never have been able to, right? And it's nothing wrong with that because in a lot of societies, that's still very important. That's the only way for a woman in a lot of societies to get into a better financial state. Um, and we, we have just, we've just translated it differently. We just translated it differently nowadays. Yeah, and you know what? And this is where when you fast forward through time now and technology and the fact that women do so well now and women mm-hmm. and women are doing so well. I mean, I mean, so many people are just killing it. Just yeah. Absolutely killing it. That sense of independence. And actually, you know what I can see now have, with you saying that and, and using the, the Disney example where the sense of it, the entire whole independence comes from, which, and I've never really understood from a men's point of view or a man's point of view, mm-hmm how a man can resent and not like that kind of stuff. I mean, personally, I'm like, I'm a go-getter. I'm like, Mm -hmm. if I want to do something, achieve something, I'm going after that thing. And I like people of the same mindset. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, if if a woman's like that, fantastic. I don't necessarily find that intimidating. I'm just like, okay, cool. This is, Mm -hmm. I love to watch it. Like literally when I was in Canadian War, the amount of women that was killing the game back then, like Mm -hmm. Relitza and, and all the other girls, absolutely killing it and I used to love watching them walk around the office and maneuver and and actually speak to men and see how men used to get intimidated by them as well and I've Mm -hmm. always found that to be really really fascinating and I guess it's easy for that to translate into a relationship because it's that independence that sense of independence that maybe men aren't actually used to anymore yeah and I think I think that um I said this on um the other podcast right when I was talking to Polina as well I think it's just it's a very um how you say it's 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 a very short line slim line right between being able to be independent in your own life and in your own career and everything and then translating it into something that someone would find attractive for their home mm-hmm. that's where we're always warn people where I say there's nothing wrong with you making more money and trust me there will be men who appreciate this 
but you have to be able to navigate both sides of you in the different spaces, right? Because um, it's, it's, it's amazing to see how far women have come and how much we still have to go and the opportunities for us. And at the same time, if you're using this to, to, if you're consciously using it to intimidate your partner, then it becomes a problem, mm-hmm. right? And then on the other hand, I always say, you just need to understand in my belief that men enjoy being able to do things for us. And a lot of times it translates into financially being able to provide, protect and all these things. So if we take this away from them, from men, (laughs) from you guys, (laughs) if we take this away, it's the same as me. I don't want to be with a man who can give birth because it's my Mm. job. It's something I am excited for. So once you take over my job, what am I here for? Mm. Right? So it's the same format. It's just, it's not saying, oh, we need to have these traditional roles and we can break free. I'm just saying there's some things of me being a woman that I'm proud of and that I'm excited to bring into marriage. And if you take it away from me, I will, I will feel like I'm useless and that will impact how attracted I am to my partner. And it's the same for him. If he doesn't have an area where he is the expert, he's going to, lose attraction because now you know i'm just there i don't know (laughs) (laughs) to be i think think you knit the the nail on the head there though with roles Mm -hmm. it's it's the age-old gender roles the man is supposed Mm -hmm. to supposed to supposed to provide Mm -hmm. and be the breadwinner of the family i don't know whether i I don't know this and again this will be something again for listeners and, and for people to kind of message in and maybe give some thought to it. Yeah. I don't know the answer to it. As a man, do you feel emasculated if your partner earns more money from okay. you and the perceived gender role that you're supposed to play yeah. isn't really applicable because she earns more money than you? Yeah. Do you really feel threatened by that? I personally, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't feel threatened by that. So I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh, go for it. That's cool. But I understand how some people will be. And I don't know that there is actually a fix for that. Yes. Yeah. And, and I think, so I, I'll give you an example that I think can be reversed as well. I think the moment somebody feels threatened by that is when that was their only way of, um, their only way of contributing to the relationship. Mm. If your job and the money you brought to the table was the only thing you thought is valuable to the relationship and now it's taken away from you, that's when you feel emasculated because think about the, about the woman who is a stay at home mom. That's what she brings to the relationship. Mm -hmm. She is in charge of the home. She's in charge of the kids. And now her, her husband loses his job Mm. and is there with her 24 seven in the home and also helping the kids with their homework, also driving them to school. Then I I don't know if there is even a word for a woman feeling emasculated, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) but that would happen to her too, right? That's when we feel like we have these identity crisis, quarter life crisis, which I love to talk about because that's me every day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) But that's when we, we lose, we lose this feeling of, okay, what, what am I supposed to do? Why am I here? Um, And I think, and you know, to every listener out there, I would love to hear your response to that. And at the same time, I think, it's just something we learn over time, right? We, we learn that we bring more to the table than just beauty when you're a girl. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you bring more to the table than just money if you're a man. And that's, I think that's the core of what I don't like about the messages out there is that they are teaching men and women that these superficial things that can be taken away from you at any point is the only thing that matters. Yes. And yes, because it, as, as, as stark as that sounds, it is superficial. Mm-hmm. It is very much superficial. I mean, look, my parents were not wealthy at all, but I'll tell you this right now, very, very happy together mm-hmm. as a couple. That I do remember of them, even though I only remember being with them for 10 years of my life. I do remember that sense of togetherness, that sense of happiness. And yes, it was difficult. Yes, there would be arguments and stuff like that, but fundamentally underneath it, they they went through everything together from coming to this country, right. having me here, going back home, supporting my older th- my three older brothers and building businesses the whole shebang they pulled each other through that mm-hmm. would have would money have made that easier yes but money definitely didn't form that bond between them the hardship and the strife did that challenge and and that sense of survival and we want to build something together is what pulled them through money didn't build that bond it's the experiences and and everything they went through that did and I wonder whether we lose sight of that because now these superficial things are so important that we forget about the substance. Right. Yeah. And, and that's definitely one thing I have witnessed as well in, uh, with my parents and our family that um, my parents didn't have all the money in the world. And yet they were able to make it through. And at times my dad was unemployed, at times my mom was unemployed, but it never changed this quote unquote hierarchy in the household. It never made a difference between who was in charge of what, who like, even when my dad was unemployed, we didn't look at my mom as the bread woman and the bus woman now, Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. but it was just, it was just a a balance of, I help you, you help me. And the roles, you know, that, yeah, I, I, that's really all I learned. And I, it's, it saddens me to see what is portrayed online at times but both men and women not just men so i'll ask you this last question then in a relationship and maybe just in general but maybe this is a two-part one when it Mm -hmm. comes to actually no just give it simple because i think this will be overarching how important is communication in relationship particularly just as a general sense but particularly when it comes to money and relationship and how that interfaces within what could be either good or bad Mm -hmm. or for the two people involved? Yeah, um, I think communication is everything. And that is something I am learning at the moment as well. It's communication, funny enough, is not just what you say, but also what you don't say. Mm. A lot of times we, so just speaking from a girl's perspective, from a woman's perspective, that whose expertise is to be anxiously attached. (laughs) (laughs) You try to overplay the things that make you insecure so much that you show up in the communication subconsciously from a place of defense Mm. because everything everybody wants to do, especially in relationships is protect ourselves to the point that we don't see how we're hurting the relationship. And a lot of times the money talk is the same thing. Rather than protecting yourself and saying, I know how to spend my money and I don't know, getting my nails done for $60 is not breaking the bank. 
try to understand where the value is in in what the other person is saying. Of course, it takes a lot of a lot of practice to know how to communicate things that you don't like. Um, but I, I see this over and over again in my own life and in other people's that you have to learn to communicate from a place of vulnerability, saying, "Listen, I know I, I don't know. Like I know this is not my best. My my I'm not the the most." Um, smart person in this area, but this is how I know money to work for me. So can we talk about this from a place of grace? Can you help me? Can you understand why? Like I had a whole, like when we had the money talk, I had a whole breakdown because I never understood how deep that not growing up with little money ran for me. Mm. I'd never understood, but it took me to to spend a few weeks at my boyfriend's um, home, his parents' home, to understand how differently we grew up. Yeah. And you sometimes that is, it's worlds, it planets apart sometimes. Yes. I To understand how differently we uh, grew up and how, why he is more careless spending money than I am. Because yeah. I always grew up with what you probably go over in your podcast too, the scarcity mindset of thinking, I have to hold on to everything because there yeah. is not more out there. While his parents taught him that, no, we can make more if we want more, if we need more. And it's worlds apart. And when we had the money talk, I, I literally, I didn't know, but it was all that charged up energy from years and years and years of always feeling like I have to, you know, live a small life in order to fit my budget when I just, I would just have had to increase the budget. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. so powerful, you know, and the whole thing of, you know, coming, being able to speak from a place of vulnerability. I think for most men that scares most men, like they just don't yeah. want to do it because no, we're the, we're the men. We're supposed to be the brave. We're supposed to be the ones who are in charge and control of the whole thing. So talking from a place of vulnerability for most guys is like, no. And right. I think in relationships, that's where mistakes happen. But because mm. there's so much pride, there is not an admission of that. And therefore it gets covered up. And then that problem right. gets bigger and bigger and bigger until you get to the point where you can't cover it up anymore. And this, I see this a lot of the time with debt. When I coach people, it started with, you know, hundred pounds, hundred dollars. Oh yeah. It gets bigger, 2,000, 5,000, 6,000, 10,000. Then all of a sudden it's 20,000. It's like, I don't know what to do anymore. And mm -hmm. all the time, all the while, the partner had no idea that any of this stuff was going on. Exactly. And all of a sudden, there is a <clears throat> then all of a sudden, there is a real consequence for the other person in the relationship as well. And right. just being able to talk honestly and from a place of vulnerability is, is important in that. Yeah, for sure. I think that's the most important is that communication, learning to be vulnerable and allowing the other person to see, see the, the perceived failures in your life so that they can understand. Because if you, if you try to explain yourself from a, from a um, perspective of, I got it all under control, of course the other person gets mad because you've been telling them for years that you got it all under control. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I could carry on and speak about this for, for ages. I really, really could. And I would love to know what the listeners actually actually think. And I think this this kind of conversation 
needs to be had in an open forum, especially if you're in a relationship. Oh, and it's yeah. it's really, really hard to do that. It really, really is because I think for most guys, it's all about bravado. They'd rather lie about what they earn if it's too little or they think mm-hmm. or perceive that it's too little than to be open and be like, oh yeah, I earn this much. And for the guys who earn really, really well, sometimes they will downplay it because they're like, actually, I don't really want anybody to know to be what I'm earning. Because <laughs> again, like you've already said, it's that value linked, that identity is linked to how much we earn, what we right. do. All this mm-hmm. kind of masculine, masculine nonsense, really, to be honest. And it's been interesting having this conversation, really, to kind of unpack that a little bit more. I think there's a lot more to unpack. We could go into the into oh, so yeah. many different directions here, but it's an interesting conversation to have. So thanks for having this with me. Yeah, thank you for having me on the podcast for sure. Because, like I said, it's a topic I do not get to talk about a lot, but it's just so so charged, emotionally charged, money. And relationships are probably, and religion are probably one of the most emotionally charged topics in the world. And yet we don't talk about them enough. Absolutely. Absolutely. Before we leave, can you tell everybody where to find you? Yes. So I am Justine at Justine Falama on all social media networks um, and also on YouTube and on my website. It's Justine mfulama.com and you can find me there and learn a little bit more about dating and relationship especially for women who have a faith-based background but um i always talk about different perspectives and people because there's so much more (laughs) amazing like i'm gonna leave uh links to justin socials in the show notes if you're listening to this so make sure you go check her out we have we have got something else in the pipeline for YouTube, haven't we? To do a little conversation on a live session on YouTube. I can't wait to have that, actually, because I think that would be yes. really, really cool. And we get some live mm-hmm. interaction as well. Um, but yeah, I appreciate you for spending this time and coming on the podcast. Guys, this has been something a, a little bit different. We haven't spoken about this before. And I think we've only really touched the ice, the tip of the iceberg oh, yeah. with this. There is so much more to, to talk about. And these kind of conversations, I wish I could actually have in like an audience-based, open debate type conversation because mm-hmm. i think people get very very passionate from either male side and the female oh, yeah. side around what this actually means and just the fact that kevin kevin samuels and people of that kind of content have the following that they have means that there this is a huge topic of consent of, of contention and there's it feels like a massive divide around which side of the fence you basically stand on and i think in order for this to be resolved or for you to have a arrive at a place that works for you you have to be willing to meet in the middle somewhere right but the rhetoric and 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 the stuff that i've that i've noticed online have been so either far right or far left that it's like what on earth is going on but this (laughs) come this conversation has been amazing thank you so much so thank you guys go follow justine go check her out um until next monday Remember, money is a tool. Life is for living. That's the whole point of this. If you're in a relationship, you could say it's even more important because you've got to build something together. So make sure you're using that money as a tool to build the life that you want together. But until next week, have an amazing week. We'll catch you later on. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, be sure to check out other episodes and share with the people closest to you. New to investing? Check out Peter's course for first-time investors designed to give you the foundation you need. If you prefer one-on-one coaching, book a complimentary discovery with the man himself. All links in the show notes.